Welcome to Artistic Beginnings. I'm Mitch. And I'm Melody. We're siblings who grew up working in the entertainment industry and were deeply impacted by the arts. I'm a professional actor, singer, and dancer working in Los Angeles and New York, still pursuing an artistic career. I, on the other hand, am no longer pursuing that career. I went on to become a researcher, though I'm still involved in the creative industry. Artistic Beginnings is all about the winding artistic paths that creatives follow in their lives. We share these inspirational stories with you so that you can learn and grow as a creative. So let's get into it. Oh yeah, my favorite vocal warm-up is, what did you do to die today? A minute or two to two. A thing distinctly hard to say, but harder still to do. They'll beat a tattoo, a twenty to two, a ta 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 and the dragon will come when he hears the drum in a minute or two to two today, in a minute or two to two. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. That's it. I love that both you and Ketrin did tongue twisters. And good ones too. Do you both do your individual ones at the same time and see if you guys can mess each other up? Is that how that goes? Or <laughs> we do do them at the same time. We just have our own preferences of mm. of styles. Where did that one come from? I think I learned it in college. Yeah, like in theater school, the old classical theater warm ups. The classical theater warm ups, yes, and a little zip zap zop in there too, right? Oh yes, I love zip zap zop. Welcome back to another week. Hello. I hope everyone's yeah. had a good week. Another um, KK Sam. Uh, I'm is, sorry? Is that their thing? <laughs> N- no. Jackson? It's, it is KK Sam, but why did you say it like that? <laughs> I don't You're know, like, but it, 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 this KK week we've got... Sam. We have Kim. Kim Burns. Yay, Kim. Kimmy Yay. B. That was an, another great conversation. Oh, yeah. And like the other cool thing, we're spoiling uh, a little secret episode for you guys as well. But we we interviewed them both on the same day, but at different times. So it was very fun to listen to them talking about each other and, you know, all that kind of cool stuff. But also just about themselves, because that's the main important thing and reason why we brought them on, because they both have pretty cool lives and some great tips and tricks. Um, and great journeys that have brought them to yeah. the the place where I feel like they really are, are flourishing and, and doing great stuff. So it's, it's kind of inspiring yeah. to, to listen to them there. So uh, yeah, like Melody said, we've got a, a secret, not so secret episode of, of them <laughs> talking shit about each other. Um, <laughs> no, don't give uh, it away. That's going to be an Instagram post, Mitchell. I oh, know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's will okay. Be. No, but it is. Uh, yeah, no. we, we, yes, it we've, is. yeah, that's all you're going to get to know. That's it. <laughs> it's pretty much all you need to know, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is all that you need to know. But uh, we, we talked with, uh, we talked with, is that a proper way of saying it? I don't know. Yeah, we had a great conversation with Kim. Yeah. Especially right now in quarantine and really being there for yourself, which I think is something we all can do more of for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think we can all take a lot from what Kim shared. Particularly one thing was just kind of taking the time to kind of revisit and and give yourself the space you need to kind of learn from yourself. She talks a little bit about going to to a life coach and some mm-hmm. of the the important things that you can learn from that. I definitely agree with taking stock of where you're at and what what you can learn from yourself. So, kudos to that for sure. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, let's stop talking. Yeah, and listen to Kim because she has more interesting things to say. I'm Kim Burns. Hello. I come from the land of cheesesteaks and brotherly love, otherwise known as Philadelphia. 
I actually started, I would say, more in music. I used to play the flute. I mean, I still do. And I pulled it out in quarantine boredom, but, you know, mostly it lives in a closet. But (laughs) so I kind of started in like band and stuff like that and just loved making up like dances and things as like a kid. So I was always kind of doing that stuff, but I don't think I really got into acting and things until more like high school. I actually ended up moving to Ocean City, Maryland, like in the middle of high school. And they had an actual drama class. I was in that. And that kind of really solidified my love for the theater and acting and things like that. So from there, I was a theater major in college as well. How did you get into the theater class in high school? Was that just something that you were like, oh, that's something that I can do? Or did something else kind of turn you towards that direction? You know, what's funny is I always wanted to be in plays in Philly and like it was harder to do there for whatever reason, (laughs) because I went to Catholic (laughs) school when I was from like kindergarten to eighth grade. So, you know, (laughs) we had the passion play. They're not known for their theater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really have plays. We did uh, the Stations of the Cross, which I was like the narrator for or something. (laughs) And then I wanted to be... And I think the Wizard of Oz at like the rec center in Philly, but like you had to pay kind of like doing a sport or something like that. And for whatever reason, like we couldn't afford it that year. So I like wasn't able to do that. And then my first year in high school, that high school was like a huge Philly high school. So they just did one big like monster musical every year. And I don't really sing per se. So... I actually like played the music in band instead and I was like too much of a wuss to audition for it because I was like afraid of singing. Yeah, it was like something I always wanted to kind of like do but never actually got to until it was, you know, given as just like a class that I could just be like, sweet, taking that. Yeah, I got to do it from there. Like it just kept not working out, I guess, in a weird way <laughs> for a while. You went from Philly to, to Maryland and then where did you end up going to, to college? So since I was in Maryland at the time and I basically had to like pay for college myself and I got scholarships and stuff like that. So I had to pretty much be in state. So I ended up going to Towson University, which is where I met Katrin, which is like kind of basically in Baltimore or like Baltimore County in Maryland. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I went there, stayed there for like a year after school, actually worked in casting for that year and then moved out to La La Land. And I've been here ever since. Casting. Interesting. How did that Mm -hmm. happen? So I was a theater major and I changed my double major like 75 times. I always stuck with theater. And then I was like, no joke. My first double major was theater and math. Like, (laughs) so weird because I really loved math in high school and I'm really good at it. And then like first semester freshman year of college, I took like calculus two and I was like, fuck this. (laughs) I just was like, move it on. So then I think I did psychology and maybe something else. And then I finally settled on film. So I ended up with like a film minor. So I kind of obviously kept going in that general direction. And so I think when I was a senior, a junior or senior, I like wanted to learn more about the business, kind of more film, film and TV business. And so I just interned at a casting agency in Baltimore. And my boss was fucking amazing. Like, I just love her. If anyone gets the chance to work with Betsy Royal in Baltimore, she's amazing. She's a casting director. And like, 
was my total mentor and helped me so much, like helped me get into the union, like SAG and like all these other things was just wonderful. So yeah, I interned there just to like learn more. And then we loved each other so much that she offered me a job like right out of school. And I was like, sure, why not? So it was really, really a cool experience. Like I got to, they do a lot of like, you know, it's like a different world there. So it's like, you know how in LA and I'm sure New York, like everything's a little more differentiated when it comes to casting, but there it's like they do a little bit of everything. Oh, cool. So it's like we did commercials and some TV show pilots and things like that and some movies here and there, but then you do like extras casting as well. And I actually, there was like a HBO movie called Rocket Science that I think actually came out in theaters but it was like pretty sure but it was produced by HBO and she basically I guess maybe the, I don't remember like what happened but somehow she like loaned me and another girl there that were like working there at the time we were both like 21 or 22 or something and so we were like in charge of extras casting like basically I think oh wow maybe they weren't paying enough or something for like Betsy so she's like but these girls like know what they're doing they'd love to do it so we, like, <laughs> we were like the entire casting department as like little tiny babies but so we like worked in like the production office and Anna Kendrick was in the movie and Vincent Piazza and they were all kind of our age like it was like all you know it was about like kids in high school and stuff but they were like mostly our age so like everyone was like on location there so we all kind of became friends and stuff and like hung out like it was really cool it was like a great experience yeah I think especially in casting it's so wonderful that you had that experience because I feel like every actor should have their time behind a casting table to really see you know what goes on and what goes into it because there's so much that happens behind the table that you don't really know at all yes so much as an actor yeah yeah it was really great learning experience for sure that's amazing when you moved out to LA did you continue pursuing that as a side hustle or were you just going straight as a actor? I went straight as an actor. One thing I did realize doing casting at that time was that I was a little jealous of people on the other side, you know, and my boss was amazing. So she was still submitting, like I was still able to audition for stuff. Like, you know, I was very oh, much an nice. actor there. Yeah, that's also how I became a hand model too, because she would just kind of like oh, let that's me audition right. for everything. I totally everything. forgot that you were a hand yeah. model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the most random thing because because she there was a hand modeling job and it actually wasn't like paying much and she was like I don't even know if our regular hand models would want to do it you have nice hands do you want to submit and I was like sure why not and then they booked me like we literally just took pictures of my hands like against the desk and they booked me and I was like guess mm-hmm. I have nice hands like what you never <laughs> like, think I of that know. right <laughs> right yeah. so that is one thing I did do when I moved out to LA like that was the first agent I got like I have ever since I moved here I've had an agent for my hands so yeah <laughs> I love that so much it's yeah. such a wonderful like it's so you don't think about it but there are so many ads everywhere that are just hands mm-hmm. wow so especially now with like uh technology and stuff like that Oh, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, so I kind of realized that I was definitely like wanted to be in acting, not in casting. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be on that side of the table at that time. Ironically, currently, right before the quarantine, I was considering getting back into casting and literally starting to make a resume. And then shit hit the fan. So yeah, yeah. well, now you have extra time to really... really create that resume (laughs) (laughs) if we go back i don't even know what it will be like yeah and let me know if this is digging too far but i'm just kind of curious why you wanted to brush up that resume and, and get back into that was there a motivating factor 
Yeah. Over this past year, past two years probably, I've had a little bit of a personal growth journey. And I just realized I, there was a time where I was really unhappy pursuing acting. Like I honestly just, the business of it and the hustle was exhausting me. I just wasn't happy. And I do work in a restaurant as my side gig. And I'm like, literally that was my like only goal for 2019 or 2020. When are we? <laughs> when is this question. world? Uh, <laughs> 2020 was yeah, like. I feel like it doesn't exist right now. So we're on I pause. Know, I know. <laughs> I was like, I just want to quit waitressing. That's all I want. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm not waitressing at the moment. So. Uh, <laughs> so in a way. It's kind of working out, but not how you expected it. Nope, nope, not at all. So a lot of that all combined and I ended up getting a life coach actually. And she Mm. helped me so much. And her name is Erica Wernick. Actually, she's amazing. She's Hollywood success coach. So she actually works with all different artists like in the world of Hollywood and all different like creatives. So like actors, directors, writers, like everything. And she was great and kind of just got me on this journey of mindset work and things like that and personal development in a way that I wasn't mm-hmm. before. And she like really helped me figure out how to be happy, I would say. And I've had some other coaches since then. And at a certain point last year, I started to realize that like my entire entire identity was that I'm an actor and it mm. has been that way since probably I started taking that drama class in high school. Like I was named most likely to be a movie star from graduating that Maryland high school. So I obviously wanted to pursue it like each time and when I moved out here, but then a lot of time passed and I don't know that I kept reevaluating like wanting to pursue it. And mm. it's not like I want to stop pursuing it. It's just that like I'm a fucking hustler and I'm like, maybe yeah. I don't want to hustle as much anymore, you know? So kind of realized I was like you know what like I'm so much more than that I can still be an actor but be this and be that and be all these other things like I don't need that to define me and Mm. that realization really opened up a lot for me and that's actually why I shaved the side of my head. It's been something I've been wanting to do for so many years and never did because I was like, but what if I don't get cast as the blah, 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 blah. Like what if, what if, what if, you know? Totally. fears that you get. Yeah. Crazy when you think about it because I do that too because I'm like, some days I'm like, I just want to dye my hair pink. I just want to have pink hair. But then the little brain, the little actor in my brain goes, well, but then you're going to have to get new headshots or you're not going to be castable or like all of these things. Which has some truth behind it and does stop me from making, you know, very irrational decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe has saved me a little bit over the years. Totally has. I mean, (laughs) I've still cut my bangs when I was a kid, but learned from that. (laughs) But I think it's I think it's very smart and a very important thing to do to give yourself time to reevaluate and kind of I feel like this time may have been a little forced on you just because with what's going on in the world. But you know, starting that journey you said one or two years ago and really thinking about it because I do think you can get so caught up in I've done this my whole life this is the only thing that people know me as what if I don't not necessarily don't want to do it anymore but what if I just want to take a break and I'm not super happy doing it at the moment Yes. Yeah. Like 100%. And I did have a coach at the time when I was going through all this, like she was just like, you don't have to, like you can exactly what you just said, like take a break. And that could be a day, a week, a year. It doesn't, she's like this, this career is always here. This is something you can do at any point in time. So 
she's like, you should follow what makes you happy. Which is cool. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that was yeah. so freeing to hear that I felt like, you know, it gives you instead of feeling like you must do this, it gave me the freedom to be like, so I can kind of do whatever I want to do. Nice. You know, and I, I think I kind of lost that somewhere along the way. It's easy to lose. <laughs> and then a big part of it, too, is the podcast. Yeah. The podcast started to fulfill all the things that I wanted from acting. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'm really curious for you what it was like transitioning from East Coast to West Coast and kind of, you know, throwing yourself into the film and TV industry out here and kind of, you know, possibly an obstacle or two that you may have run into and how you dealt with that. Hmm. I moved with Ketrin and another mm -hmm. one of our friends from college. So I was very fortunate to have those kind of like friendships. You know what I mean? Like I, I totally. didn't come out alone. And I feel yeah. like I know that that transition is a lot probably more challenging. So it's like I already had that base. And then Ketrin had a cousin who lived here. And then we kind of like knew some people here already. So that mm. I think was really helpful. So I don't recall the transition being that difficult as far as like moving from east to west coast mm -hmm. obviously the weather was great <laughs> and at right. the time we were kind of like young and partied a lot too so there was definitely a lot of that going on of just like going to bars and having fun and like it was nice because we like just had friends already like moving out here so yeah that definitely helped the transition Throwing yourself into the film and TV industry out here is not easy. And I was just curious if you can remember a moment or something that you weren't expecting that you had to figure your way through. Mm, yeah, I definitely threw myself in. Like, I'm definitely the person that I've been in acting class almost my entire time out here. Like, this past year was my first time taking a break, actually. I like training. I like trying to figure it all out. I sometimes wonder now, looking back, if that was, not to say a downfall, not the training of acting, but, you know, I would take the classes with the business people, too, or, like, the people telling you, like, how the business works and things like that. And yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's almost like the naivete of not knowing I feel like is <laughs> might make mm. it easier in a weird way. <laughs> especially because there is no fucking answer. So it's like I would take one class and they'd say do this and then you take this class and they do this and like even if you mm -hmm. do it there's no guarantees. So yeah, I feel like that maybe was a struggle of just not that I ever thought there was a guarantee, but I definitely was open to doing all the things. Like I'm like, "Oh, you want me to send fucking postcards whatever every week or month or something? Sure, I'll do that. I'll do this." You know? And more than anything, I feel like I would get a couple opportunities, like, you know, and it just didn't quite pan out. Like, I would get called back to the same office quite a few times, but like never quite book the role. And that was tough, I feel like. I'm trying to think if there's anything more specific off the top of my head. I feel like it's more just the entire journey getting exhausting. Not to change gears too much, but I did want to talk mm -hmm. a little bit about kind of the current circumstances we're in right now, right, with COVID-19 and, and everything. And you had mentioned that you had recently done something during the, the quarantine. Would love to hear kind of how you're spending your time and about this project. Yes, I actually shot a short film last night, but it was quarantine <laughs> style. So it right. was done through Zoom, actually. And it's a, a horror short. 
which I'm super fucking excited. Some shockingly, somehow I don't think I've really done any horror movie acting. Really? Really. Like I've done some like <laughs> thrillers and like dramatic thrillers and things like that, you mm-hmm. know, and some sci-fi a little, but not straight horror. So it was fun to do that in general. And I must say doing it during this time felt so fucking good <laughs> to be able to act right now and just do something that you love and you're passionate about. It was amazing. It happened because my old roommate, actually, I met her on Craigslist and we became super great friends. Definitely one of those roommate stories from Craigslist that worked out. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I have many. Not a lot of those. (laughs) Varied. Yeah. Many various uh, stories on that. But um, she's amazing and she's a super talented director. Her name's Tracy Kleeman. And she has a couple different like shorts and things like that. And she has some like features that she's kind of starting to work on and things like that and like optioning and things so yeah like when she asked me to be part of it I obviously like jumped at the chance I was like heck yeah basically just shot it through our computers through zoom and she's making the magic happen now to make it look amazing I'm really excited to see it yeah does the concept include zoom or is it like something where you're just using that as the medium to capture the moment no it includes zoom it is during quarantine So there's like some horror to it. And then it has like a little bit of a statement on kind of maybe like kind of not taking the COVID situation serious. And then maybe if you're that kind of person, what that might lead to in like a horror situation. No, I love that. Um, So yeah. So like maybe like some people being more the voice of reason and then other people kind of not caring at all and kind of showcasing that in a little bit of a, a horror way. But yeah, it is like a Zoom call between friends pretty much. So interesting. Kind of like a get scared straight kind of situation. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like, <laughs> there's like just some underlying tone of, of like yes. <laughs> Yeah. Less prison, but yeah. <laughs> Less prison, um, but like Yeah. Like it's kind of just like fun horror, but there's like underlying tones that you could see. Yeah. That of like, of, don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah, coming out of it. But yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to see it. So, but it was ugh, so much fun to do. And that's the thing about the whole acting thing and how I feel about it in general is I will admit it's like I feel exhausted and beat down by the business, but the art of acting, I fucking love. It was so much fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard when it's, you have to do both. Like there's no situation where you can't play the game and mm-hmm. have fun at the same time, which sucks because, you know, wouldn't it be great if we we could just have fun all the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm curious, other than the thing that you filmed last night over Zoom, are you finding you're taking this time to be more creative or to kind of take a break and step back a little bit? Or is it kind of a mixture of both? I would say it's a mixture of both because I've been working, doing a lot of personal work before this. This situation has shown me how much that has been, this is like paid off basically, like that work, because I feel like I've been handling everything like way better than I maybe would have expected in the past because I am, I live alone. So I am like very alone, you know, like I'm just haven't like touched a human in a month, you know, like it's fucking crazy but it's not like I'm starting in the midst of this being like how do I keep my head on straight should I meditate like what do I do you know what I mean like I already have a practice I already have 
a mindset group that I've been part of where I write down, like have a mantra and write down 10 good things from that day, kind of in, you know, like my brain is already trained to find the good in my life, you know, so that's really helpful. And in that same note, I feel like I have been allowing myself to feel whatever the fuck I need to feel. So, you know, obviously, since I do work at a restaurant, like I am out of work and I, like I said, live alone. So it's kind of like, you know, if I have a day where I need to cry or just lay around all day and do nothing, like I do that and I don't beat myself up about it because it's a fucking global pandemic and like, you know, we're going to have feelings and that's okay. I just feel like for everyone, but I'm definitely putting this on myself as much as I can is that like anything that we're feeling is great and perfect. We're all doing our fucking best because this is hard. So yeah, yeah like are there <laughs> days where together, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like are there days where I just like lay in a penguin onesie and watch Married at First Sight all day? Yes. <laughs> like and that's valid there... and that's okay. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, are there days where honestly the most creative thing I've been doing is the podcast stuff and it's like we've been creating new merch and like we have a Patreon so it's like we've been going live for, for that, having watch parties and like interacting with our listeners way more and that's been so fun because we have the time and aren't working our other millions of jobs and things we're pursuing you know like it's given the opportunity to like really focus on the podcast stuff and then yeah I feel like that's been the main creative thing like I said I pulled out my flute yesterday because I was bored and then color whatever you know I don't know like it's definitely like riding the waves I feel like of what feels good right now in this moment yeah yeah I think that's great and I think that is what you have to do you know there's no Mm -hmm. point in trying to especially right now and what the world is going through there's no point in trying to force something to happen (laughs) yeah and a lot of my friends and people I know are like kind of judging themselves and beating themselves up over feeling like they should be doing more should be feeling a certain way or not be exhausted or everything you know and I'm like trying really hard not to judge myself and, and encourage others to kind of do the same yeah you know, no, it's, like everyone's it's doing their best. Extremely traumatic what we're going through right now. It's it's okay to have days where you don't feel like being creative and it doesn't make you any less of an yeah. artist or, you know, any less of a human if yeah, you just want to sit and cry all day, you know. <laughs> and if anything, that's, that's that, I think like, one of the most art. valid responses to this situation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because like it's finding the humanity in anything. I feel like all it yeah. does is, is make art better, you know? So totally. Yeah. Gives a whole new uh, kind of perspective to, to share with art. And I think that that's really mm-hmm. been another thing I've seen with a lot of my friends that are doing creative things. It's giving them space to explore new ideas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Hey everyone, just jumping in before we go into our final questions, very exciting, uh, to let you know where you can find Kim. She is on Instagram at Kimmy B with one, two, three, four, five E's at the end of that. Kimmy B. Kimmy B. And her website is www.kimburns123.com. And also her short film screen is in her kind of drop down link tree on her Instagram, but we'll also post a link to it as well. Uh, yeah, ready to jump into final questions, Mitch? Let's get to it. What is the hardest thing about pursuing the arts? I think it's kind of like we discussed that it's is business as well. It's mm-hmm. not just art. When you're really pursuing it as a career, it includes a lot of business. Was there one business aspect that kind of caught you by surprise that you weren't prepared for? 
maybe just the amount, especially at least for a career in acting, the amount of acting you get to do is very small. Very small percentage of your time is spent acting. So, you know, the per- the amount of time like spent doing business things versus acting, I think maybe was a little surprising. It was just a little bit much, you know, like I'm like, I want to do the art, though. I want to yeah. do the acting. And like, yeah, you, you, you don't spend most of your time actually doing the acting. And I think that was pretty challenging. I agree. (laughs) You feel me? You feel me. (laughs) It's so weird and it's such a strange thought, but it's very true. It's, you know, so much more goes into it than just the art, which is good. But also when you want to just do the art, it's it's hard to keep that going when you have to do everything else for sure. Yeah, I feel like it like it makes it hard to sustain over time a little bit. Totally. Because like you need that like fulfillment to keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why you create your own projects and all that fun stuff and have podcasts. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. Totally different train of thought. What is your favorite piece of art right now? It's going to be The Bachelor. Listen to your heart. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's a good one. <laughs> it, is, it is quite the uh, piece of art. It is quite the spectacle. <laughs> I'm going to say I've had the opportunity, thank you, quarantine, to watch a lot of things. And I've been loving some hard TV shows recently. Like I got to watch Servant on Apple TV, the M. Night Shyamalan show. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um Lauren Ambrose is a queen. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but she's phenomenal. Highly recommend. I just started watching The Outsider, which is like the Stephen King show on HBO. Kind of just starting that one. So I'm excited to see more. Oh, but, oh, I'm going to say my favorite though right now is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I did it. I just watched it for the podcast. It was like probably one of my favorite episodes we've done then we did a watch party for it it's a horror comedy it is so fucking well done so well done so well written so creative and it brought so much joy to my life right now like i would just loved it so much oh i love alan tudyk yes oh so did you just imdb it mitch (laughs) i did i did but i really do yeah he's so he's so great in it too it just like makes you smile like the whole time. It's so cute. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm excited. I'll watch it. I'll listen to your version first and then I'll watch it. I love to do that <laughs> with your podcast. Or like, yes. honestly, what I do is I'll watch the preview of it and then I'll listen to your podcast. <laughs> just so I can like Ooh, I see like kind of how it's how it's laid out, right. how they, you know, kind of want you to think about it. And then I'll listen to the podcast. Like have the visual. That's and then I also love watching it after like watching the movie afterwards. Or even if I've seen it, I, I love hearing your interpretations. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kim. Yes. What keeps you up at night? Oh, <laughs> what keeps you up at night? That's an interesting one. I definitely have that thing where I wake up at like three or four in the morning all the time mm. and then can't fall back asleep. And I have like that brain that's like, 
like at that time? Do you know right. that feeling? Yes. yes. Um, so totally. it never feels like something specific, like it's the same thing. It's more just like, I know my subconscious is basically working during that time to like answer all the questions I've had all day. And like, they're like, here it is. Here's all your answers. <laughs> Let's think about it right now. <laughs> Catherine and I actually have this joke called... <laughs> I'm like, sleep, Kim, just had this amazing idea. Like, because that's like when all my best ideas come. (laughs) So when your brain's really working overtime. Yes. So now that's like a thing we started where she's like, oh my gosh, sleep, Catherine just told me I should do this. And I was like, yes. So it's more (laughs) just like, it's when sleep, Kim is really coming up with all the best ideas. But yeah, overall, I think it's just, yeah, I don't feel like it's specific things for me. It's just like an overall answering of all the questions I have throughout the day and stuff, like just really coming out full force. (laughs) I just watched this thing the other day, actually, where they said that that happens to a lot of people. And the reason is because like, it's so quiet during that time. Like there's no one on the street and there's no one like in the world kind of like near you, at least, you know, like everyone's like quiet. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the time that anything, like if you, I'm kind of like a universe person messages and shit like that so like if you're gonna get like a download from the universe like that's kind of the moment and they say you should like have a notebook like kind of next to your to your bed so you can kind of write it all down because it's a lot like, of sense actually <laughs> yeah like it's like they say like the meditation yeah. like quieting your mind like that's like when not only is your mind the quietest like right before that moment but also the world is the quietest so it's like you can hear what's coming through Hmm, I like that. Now I'm not going to be as upset when I'm up at like 4 a.m. <laughs> like, I know, oh, but still in those Exactly. Like he was like straight up like, no, you should sit up, like put your feet on the ground, get grounded and write it down. And I was like, but I want oh, to go no. back to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm the person that like if I have to wake up in the middle of the night to pee, I try to stay as tired as possible so I can go back to Same. sleep. Keep all You're the like, lights off. I don't off. want to. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Our final question. What one piece of advice would you give someone who wants to pursue the arts? I would say to not lose yourself. And on that same note, I guess to find yourself, (laughs) depending on when it is you're pursuing. And I guess maybe continuously find yourself, you know, but to not lose yourself in the process. Because ultimately, depending on what you're doing and if it is more of a career and things like that, that that is what it is a little bit. Like it's a job to a certain point. So maybe don't lose the art of it. Like don't lose the creative aspect of it and don't lose who you truly are in the pursuit. Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about the podcast, visit our website, www.artisticpodcast.com. If you liked the episode, do us a favor and share it with a friend. It's the best way to help people find our podcast and will help support the show. For updates on new episodes and content, you can follow us at The Artistic Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Zip. Zap. Zip. You got to pick it up a little. Oh, Mitch. (laughs) It's not so fun when it's just. When it's just two people. people, it's usually just you're staring at each other. And you just go back and forth as fast as you can until somebody messes it up. Cool.